Folks, it's uh, time now for the General Knowledge Podcast Season 3, Episode 4. And I, of course, uh, am joined by the boys. The boys are back for this one. I've got Ethan Nash from TOTTnews.com with us. Ethan, how you going, man? Good, General. It's good to uh, be back here on a Sunday night, having a little chat about everything that's been going on. Yeah, it's been um, a little while since we caught up, eh? Yeah, it has been. Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind in the, in the, in the news. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to catch up on that. But yeah, definitely a lot of things happening for sure. Oh, big time. And unfortunately, we probably will have to go there. We'll, we'll talk a bit about this election overseas, or should we say the selection, the, the clown show selection uh, <laughs> happening overseas. Um, we'll get into a bit of that and then the shenanigans happening there as well. Um, we've also got Andy uh, with us, Andy Soames, so good old mate. Old mate Andy, how you going, bro? Good general yourself. Good mate, and you you've been um, down the down in the uh, Gold Coast there for the weekend, uh, enjoying the shift. Is that right, mate? It's been absolutely awesome this year. So the timing couldn't have been better with um, you know the U.S. election coming to uh, coming to uh, you know the point where it is and mm. uh, everything else that's going on in the world. Yeah, it's good. And for those, obviously, who aren't aware, what is, because I actually didn't know about it until you sort of told me about that you were going to the shift. What is the shift? Uh, basically, it's a, like a truther-like conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we cover such to- topics as um, vaccines, of course, uh, 5G, um, you know, what's going on with the scandemic um, was was pretty prevalent with the whole thing. Um Financial systems, uh, the Great Reset. Yeah, good. I was wondering if that was a topic they would have brought up, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, something that was on everyone's lips. It's been so, um, so even in the mainstream media for the last couple of weeks. So yeah, it was uh, definitely something that was um, discussed. And, um, cool. We can drill 
that. So it was, so, a, man, it, yeah, it's it was like three days. Fun. Was it a three day event? Uh, no, two days. Man. Two. Yeah, okay. We were down here for three days, but it was a two day event. Oh, okay. All right. Dirty weekend slash the shift. I, I know you. <laughs> I know you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you called me out. Man. Yeah, you called me out. It's not all business, is it, Andy? Hey, <laughs> it's never always all business. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, no, yeah. you're right, man. We we're just chatting to Ethan about that sort of stuff before we started recording about how, like, sometimes you just you almost get a bit burnt out with all this shit going on, and you just need to sort of get your head right. Sometimes it can just get a bit very heavy, doesn't it, mate, Ethan? Like, it just it weighs on you a bit, doesn't it, man? It can general, and um, this is why you know I've been you know pretty adamant on on when I've sort of done talking you know membership pieces and some of my more in depth pieces just about how you know it is good to take a break and it is good to focus on positive things and it is good to have you know little escapes in your life because it's almost like it's part of the game to you know flood so much information out there so much trauma-based information or so much happening in the world that it then you know for people like myself people like yourself that are constantly reading this information you know it can have an effect and and Mm -hmm. this is where you know a lot of the mental um, issues that do come from you know being in the in the so-called truth movement um, this is where these things stem from you know what I mean because it is confronting it is it is something that you know does weigh down on you if you don't um, find the time to to escape from it and to understand what it is and this is why i think connecting with other like-minded people and podcasts like this is so important because even if you know you're in your own life and people might not agree with you at your workplace or your family or or wherever it may be Mm. um you know you can still find other people out there and realize that you're not alone a lot of this information makes you feel like you're alone you know why uh, people in the world not reacting to the same way that I am, et cetera, et cetera. And it can really burn people out. Um, so it's good to take a break, um, but uh, maybe not the uh, the Bohemian Grove uh, break that, uh, the, that the elites like to take. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, different, you know, different sort of break, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just disconnect from the matrix for yeah. a bit and, 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 you know, just reconnect to yourself. So yeah. I think that's important. And, I hear you. Yeah. And I think, I think the listeners, uh, everyone who hears this show as well probably feels the same way. They're like, you know, they probably try and get their, their friends on board. They try and raise these sort of topics with colleagues. And I dare say some of them probably go, hey, you should check this podcast out. Wink, wink. I hope you do. But, um, yeah, I mean, and you probably get that same sort of, they probably get the same sort of reaction the rest of us do. Like, oh, you're a crazy conspiracy. Oh, no. Like, you know, like they just don't want to take part. But, mate, there's plenty of us out there that do. And, um, yeah, thanks for all the people who do follow what we do and who do pay attention, who do chat, who do, you know, send us emails. Like, I get plenty of emails from lots of people who follow what we do and stuff. And, you know, they share a lot of information and it's really good. And that's what we're here for. We're here to take part in all that. But yeah, we don't want it to get too heavy on our shoulders and become too much of a burden like i can i can tell you now boys like danielle the, the missus you know she she actually had to get off hasn't been she hasn't been on facebook or um like instagram or anything like that, any social media for probably a good three months now and because she was it was really getting to it it was starting to make her sort of angry and depressed and she kept seeing all this stuff and i'm like she just went no i've had enough like no more just 
cold turkey just stopped going on there yeah. and what a turnaround like she's just so much happier for it and she she just feels lighter you know what i mean like it literally feels lighter like it doesn't have all this stuff just pushing it down all the time you know and, and i i don't i don't sit here and you know hold things in her face oh look at this video look at the, look at the government's doing to this person you know i don't put that sort of stuff in front of her face because i know she you know, is having a tough time trying to handle it but um yeah if that's if that's what it takes you know and that's what you got to do then yeah then cut the ties with that social media and and maybe just listen to us every now and again, you know, for those listeners out there, don't, don't cut toes all together, but, um, yeah, maybe just stay off social media a little bit. Um, and maybe, mm. maybe take, take part in events like the shift. I mean, that's what, I mean, sure. I'm sure Andy and his Mrs. Billy have gone down there and have met plenty of like-minded people and had good chats. I mean, you sound like you've got some good vibes about you at the moment too, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it is, it's so good when you've got, you know, like a hundred odd other people like that are all like-minded and you can just step out of the, the, the normie world for just a bit. It's, it's a real breath of air. So, we we uh, then become the normies and uh, don't we, Andy, in that, in that sense? It's, well, yeah, 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 of course. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's the rest like, of the world that becomes topsy-turvy and we, we're the normal ones because we understand everything. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, without sort of feeling like you sort of up yourself, but like it's sort of, you know, it's just just good to be around like-minded people. You know, for a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, then wake up the next day and 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 have that same group of people you know around you, and the conversations are all you know like and sort of. It's just a, it's just a, like it's just a breath of air. So, well, give us a rundown, man. So, what, was there like guest speakers and stuff, or? Yeah, the whole thing's about guest speakers, really. Yeah, and they're, and them presentations um a lot of stuff about um you know raising your vibration from a 3d to a five to five dimensional and above yep. so you know like concepts that are probably like you know um you know like maybe a little bit advanced for a lot of people but but, but more along the lines of raising that level of consciousness is that what you would say it would be yeah isn't yeah that, isn't absolutely that, isn't that funny because isn't that exactly what Tim, you know, Vindal Vandekoff, the, the author, on our last bonus content show, that's basically what the message of his book was, is, you know, humanity needs to raise its level of consciousness before we can get out of this, you know? Well, that's right. And that's uh, the general theme amongst the whole thing was this is the only way out of this whole, like, scandemic reset, if you like. Mm. Basically, you're either going to be falling into the, like, Orwellian 3D dystopian future, or we have to raise our vibration up and be up and above and beyond it all. So um, you know, so that's 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 a real consensus amongst everyone in the truth movement is that we have to shift upwards. We have to vibrate upwards and and out of this, because really, you know, like COVID 19, COVID 20, COVID 21, like. You know, if we if we keep on going down this road, the elites, you know, the globalists, really, they they've got this plan and they want us to lock us in, lock us into it, you know, unless we can we can move up and beyond. So mm. um, that's 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 the feeling, that's the thinking, that's the you know what vibrates well with me too. So you know. would you say you walked away um, this weekend, you know, with the, what I guess maybe more knowledge at hand or just a better feeling about um, 
you know, the, the level of consciousness or the awareness of people attending or, you know, did you make new friends or, you know what I mean? Like, what did you, what did you, what's the, what's the takeaway from this weekend, mate? Look, it's, it's more confidence. It's more confirmation really than, of course, there's new things that, that I learned that, um, was, was a bit of an eyebrow opener and like, and everything, but it's more confirmation that like other people in the, in the truth of movement are very, like-minded you know so um uh that was good and we've got and we've got like uh at least three new very very good guests to bring onto the show as well oh good so uh including cindy amara which is like she's she's a lovely lady and she's the um director of the film uh what's with wheat which i know you really like too. yeah we, we showed on. that um that was one of our public viewing ones when we were doing those um yeah. those flicks yeah the tree flicks Fantastic. That's a good guess. She's really, uh, really keen to come on the show and um, yeah, absolutely lovely person and uh, got a ton of information and she's really, really full bottle on the whole Monsanto glyphosate, you know, roundup mm. sort of issues. Um, and, uh, who so, else, yeah, who else did you tee up, do you reckon? Uh, Paul Seals, of course. He was down there. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Uh, Pane Andoff. Uh, you might not might remember him. He's um, he's absolutely amazing presenter and and full bore into the whole UFO phenomenon. Yeah, cool. Uh, That'd be good to circle. do because I do want to do a, um, that. You know, covering crop circles and UFO stuff um, mainly for the bonus show, which would be awesome. So yeah, if he's if he's if you can get him for that one, that'd be sensational. And a lot of other presenters that have that have like all presented slightly differently, but all along a similar sort of track in the uh, 3D to the higher 5D, six-dimensional, like, um, raising of awarenesses and, and what it's all about and everything like that too. So, mm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bounce it all off and I'll go through all my notes when I get back home and we'll, we'll chew it all over and, and bring those people all on. But, awesome. Uh, yeah. Fantastic! Well, yeah, that's good, man. I'm, I'm glad you had a, a good couple of days down there. And it sounds like you really recharged your batteries, mate. You've you've walked away out of this for a win. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, no, it was so good, so good. So, um, sounds so like def- Ethan needs definitely. to head down there for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a vibe from you, Ethan, that you were just yeah, that you just seemed like you're a bit like you just have a, need a big sigh and. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you yeah. need a big cuddle or something, mate. Eh? Give you a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it's the uh, it's the eternal the eternal journey. You know, the there's struggle. no. Yes, it's it's almost like a. Um, I like to see it as sort of a divine journey. You know, there's not um, not for any specific purpose other than individual. You know, but um, yeah. trying to just live up to it, and then you know, just as. You hear from the stories of the ancients or religion, you know, that there is, there's always struggle, you know, trying to, to get to the promised land per se. So mm-hmm. it's a good kind of struggle. But, um, yeah, you're right. There's definitely times where, you know, a break is needed. Um, I've tried to take a little break um, this month. I haven't been publishing as much on the website. But then again, you know, we're sort of trapped in that trap where, you know, if you stop publishing, you know, interest starts to, you know, decrease and whatnot. So, You've just got to wait for the right time to take a break and take on board, you know, people not being happy with you taking a break. You've got to prepare for, for that. 
um, and just align it right. So yeah, yeah, do we'll a whole bunch go, of it. It's just schedule some posts instead of just posting them straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's what that's what I do. I I sort of just went full ham and gobbled up all my time for the last two years. So if I if I just pulled the um you know the foot off the accelerator just a little bit it's sort of foreign to people so they just have to adjust to that but we all are human folks and but mate you've been going yeah i mean anyone just needs to take a look at your website man and you know they can see how much effort you've been putting into this stuff so um and you you know how andy and i feel about your work it's um, second to none man so um but yeah people just need to get out there and go to tottnews.com and check out these these articles man like it's yeah again as always shits all over msm stuff um everything's sourced you know you've got all the references there it's you know click away and have a look folks sorry what were you gonna say yeah yeah no i appreciate that mate and you know last month i put out there was 23 posts over the 31 day period on the website you know so that's sort of the um the standard that I've sort of tried to adhere to um, every month. So, you know, if there is a little bit of a, a jet back on it, it's, it's all right. But I sort of picked around election time because I, I figured that everyone will already be bummed out with news and oversaturation of news, you know, um, that most people would be paying attention to the election and what's happening with that and what's happening on Twitter and stuff. So I feel like I've picked it an all right time. Um, just to sort of ease back for the month of November while all of this shenanigans go on. So hopefully, you know, just just more recharging and then, yeah, get back to it. Yeah, absolutely, man. But, of course, speaking... Speaking of shenanigans, we, we're going to go there, folks. We've got to, <laughs> we've got to talk about it uh, as much as everyone's probably sick of it. But there is definitely some shenanigans going on. There's lots of, you know, theories and hearsay. Um, I mean, we're of course, if you if you watch our mainstream media here in Australia, um, you'll be under the impression that um, Joe Biden is the next president elect of the United States for uh, 2020. Um, but if you watch, you know, a lot of, uh, the U S media, it's, they're still, even there, still still calling it undecided or, you know, Trump hasn't, has refused to step down or concede victory. Like there's all this talk of it's, there's still uncertainty. Um, like I said, but in Australia, the impression you get is Trump has, is gone and Biden is in. So it's very, very strange that they would take that stance. But I mean, we know that they're in bed with, um, the Democrats, the Australian Labor Party, even the Liberal Party here is in bed with the Democrats over in the US. Um, you know, we, we saw, I don't know if you guys caught that one, but um, the Australian Labor Party put out a big post, I think it was either on Facebook or on Twitter or something, you know, wishing Joe Biden the best in this election and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's like, seriously, like, <laughs> anyway, um, they've, they've just shot themselves in the foot if Trump actually does get in for another term. So, <laughs> you know, they've, they've told them where their mm. allegiance lies, but um mm. boy I'll, ethan i'll throw to you first let me just get your take um first question which which clown do you reckon is in in this circus do you reckon biden is going to get in or do you reckon we're going to see trump in for another four years man um it's interesting i Cause we're, not, we're not quite there I'm yet not, and i want to i want to want a prediction yeah yeah no it's 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 very interesting i haven't ruled out uh, the possibility of um, Trump, you know, them just doing the switcheroo, the big swerve at the end and, and Trump winning his legal cases. But um, I've been following some of the legal cases and like a lot of them aren't 
really going to get anywhere. Um, they're not going to be too successful, like especially in Arizona. They just both parties just agreed to throw out the case with no objections. Um, so it it all depends. You know what I mean? It, it it all depends which way that they want to 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 do the narrative. You know what I mean? I'm I'm of the assumption of and the basis that none of it's real, that none of the votes count, that it, they never have. Um, and that both both characters are actors, whereas a lot of other people out there see things differently. You know what I mean? They may think, you know, that there is some legitimacy to the competition that's going on and 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 whatnot. So I believe that it's unlikely um, that Trump will get in, if, especially if you've seen, you know, his press conferences over the last few days. But again, you know, there's all the people out there trust in the plan. It's all going to come through. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. But in my view. Um, I think that it's the Biden time because the, the what we were talking about, I don't know if it was the last episode or off air, is the the left, if you want to call them the left or the social justice warriors or the anti-Trump crowd, if they're not going to cause a big enough of a reaction for social unrest, we've seen that through the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, It's all, it's sort of just... Um, you know, calculated chaos that's being implemented. Whereas if Biden gets in, shuts down the whole country again, Trump supporters are going to legitimately react. You know, they're already marching in the streets. Mm, Marching on Washington as we speak. Exactly. I think that their move is actually to put Biden in, is to, you know, Trump is to, to, you know, battle this all the way out to the end and then the result will be, oh, Trump, has, it's been stolen from him in an illegitimate election, which they all always have been illegitimate, and then invoke the reaction when the masks come in, when the vaccine comes in, you know, all of these things that are inevitable to come in, but Biden wants to lock the country down again. I think that if Trump gets back in, it's just business as usual, whereas Biden is the one that needs to advance the brave new world order plan, which mm-hmm. I believe yeah. is stronger than ever, whereas other people just want to trust in the plan. So, you know, it's, it's a tough scenario, General, and, and it, I think it's all based on sort of personal perspectives on things. We'll very just have much to so. see what happens. You know? very, yeah, very much so. I'd agree with that. I, I, I do tend to agree with most of what you're saying there as well. I sort of think though that if you know if they want to put in Trump then it'll just be the plan will just be put off for another four years <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah that's all it will be it'll be just well their plan for their social credit and all that sort of shit that they want to do and put those plan it'll they'll just be put off for another four years until they get the the, the right type of people that they want to put in and um, yeah, and whether the selection is legitimate or not, it doesn't you know it doesn't matter. They'll just get their way in the long run. They're, they're, the elite will call them that for the lack of a better term, but they're in this for the long game. You know what I mean? They've been playing this long game for a long time already. Um, they don't mind the slow play. They don't mind that at all. They've got all the time in the world. You know, they got all the resources in the world. They don't care if it takes another four years to them. That's that's nothing. You know what I mean? But mm. if if in that four years that, you know, we can somehow turn that around, um, you know, and maybe even delay that, you know, a little bit longer or, or put it off or, or make them change their plans um, slightly or, you know, if, if that gives us an opportunity to do something, then I'm for that, you know what I mean? Like, and if, mm-hmm. if 
if Donald Trump is going to be in and he's going to be the um, our ability to do that, then then I'm for that. But you know, if he gets in again and then starts steering everything in the wrong direction, and maybe he'll lock the country down, or who knows? Like we just don't know where how they're going to steer this. But um, yeah, to me, it, it's mm-hmm. it's just a big circus. Um, like I said before, I'm very. I thought it was very strange that they're starting to already say that Biden's in. I don't think if Biden did get in, I don't think he would see out the four years. I don't think he would see his first mm. term. I think it would. It's actually designed for his running mate Kamala Harris to actually take over, and she'll yeah. be the she'll be the one that will lead him because they'll and, and and if she is the one, she ends up taking over. You know, they will go along with that hook, line, and sinker. You know, they've. The, the lefties and all they want to call them the left and the right, but we know that there are all those the, the people that follow all that sort of stuff. You know, they will they'll they'll she'll be like the American Jacinda Ardern. You know, they'll go with her because they just love having her in there, her in office, you know for what I mean? For sure. For that's, sure. That's what it'll come yeah. down to. Uh Andy I definitely think sorry. she's modelled off that. Oh yeah, yeah big no, time. Just, yeah, me too. Yeah. She's definitely modelled. Yeah. Yeah, she that's she that's the only reason they've they've chosen her for that, I believe. Um mm. And it helps that she's got some sort of ethnicity. Is she? Is she sort of? Is she black? I don't know. I'm not sure what what the deal is with her. But you know, that's why I think they've sort of chosen her: a female, b younger, you know, c ethnic. You know, like she's ticking all these boxes yeah. to try and drag ever, as much of those people with them as possible. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, uh, Andy, let's let's throw over to you, man. What's give us? Uh, I mean, you might have had some insights um, during your time at at the shift on the Gold Coast there. Yeah, what's first of all? What's your take on on this whole um, uh, selection circus happening in the US at the moment? And then, if you like, segue into you know the I guess the feeling that everyone else perhaps had and was sharing um, at the at the conference. Yeah, actually, um, well, my feeling is that it was always going to be a bit of a drama. I I really think that the whole corruption around elections has been almost strategically been exposed. I, I get the strong feeling that the Trump, Trump camp has been known, knew this for months and months, that the election was going to be rigged and has been preparing for that. Um, yeah, I've seen a bit of that too. I just wasn't sure what to take, what to make of that. I know what you're referring to. You're referring to like um, those, the ballots with maybe the, the, the watermark in, like the hidden watermark and all that sort of stuff. I haven't seen any legitimacy of that yet maybe you have i don't know if you have or not but um that was certainly very interesting i found as well i'll agree with you there um and there was a few of those other things like with the voting machines and you know like pelosi's husband's company running those ones that had the glitch that were switching votes to biden and all that sort of stuff you know like yeah i i, I remember hearing all that sort of stuff too yeah i agree with you there uh, the software glitches too is another big one that mm. they've actually on software, if if that can be proven in court, which I... It has in the past. Sorry? It has in the past. There's been Senate hearings and stuff in the past with regards to the software tampering in voting machines. Like, it's been exposed big time, but they they just keep persisting with them. (laughs) Yeah, well, there has to be a reason. But, like, I I really think that the whole, um, you know, good versus evil, if you you like, like... um, it really has to come out, and Trump really has to. This is this is the tip of the spear now in right uh, in pushing it back against the globalists, and this election is really, really what it's all about. And I think the voter fraud actually was probably what it's all about. 
it's probably more about the voter fraud than actually Biden versus Trump, actually. So whoever, whoever can expose this and bring this to the surface and win in court will win the presidency, basically. So it no longer is about Trump versus Biden. It's all about, you know, exposing the truth in regards to democracy. Um, I'm going to just... And I, I'm going to just interrupt you just there, Andy, because you just triggered something in my memory when you were just speaking then, right, with regards to, you know, good and evil and all that sort of stuff and right and wrong in this sort of election stuff, right? Let me just let me just read the uh, couple of sentences here from an article I published in 2013. What exactly is the Hegelian dialectic? George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel was a 19th century German philosopher who devised a particular dialectic or a method of argument for resolving disagreements. His method of arriving at the truth by an exchange of local arguments is a system of thought process still in use to this day. To put it simply, the basis of Hegelianism dictates that the human mind can't understand anything unless it can be split into two polar opposites. Good, evil, right, wrong, left, right. That just... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, we're just seeing this play out once again. This is this Hegelian dialectic of left, right, good, evil, right, wrong. It, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all being controlled by someone else anyway. Yeah, and it's all a big play, and it's a very American style, isn't it? Big time. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm not saying Trump's all, all everything about everything. And everyone knows he does have like strong ties with Israel as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, but uh, I do know that the Biden camp is very, very strongly connected with the globalists as well. Yeah, China and, and as well. Yeah. They're complete puppets, man. Like, so. At is, least, is, is this at a least case Trump then, Andy, of you know which is the 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 lesser of two evils? Is that what we're seeing? Well. Definitely. You know, America has to decide which evil they want, you know? Like Yeah. Well I think America's America's as far as the people uh, voting and that sort of thing there, I believe that's all all gonna become irrelevant now as the whole election is going to unravel as being completely completely fraudulent. And the podcast that I listened to uh, the other day um, means that if Trump doesn't concede to this election, it's a very strange setup. It really is. But if Trump doesn't concede to the election, then they go to the actual lower house to actually make a decision. And the lower house in the American Parliament has to make a decision on the next president, right? So, so then, so and and the Republicans have got the numbers in the house. So, you know, like so. At the end of the day, if Trump holds his ground and the Supreme Court's over there uh, uh, work in, in Trump's favour and they throw it back to um, the parliament there and actually, like, vote for the presidency in the lower house there, then then Trump will be declared the, the uh, a, a, another second term. Mm. So, uh, it, it's, very, it's very political. It's very interesting. But uh, it sure ain't over yet, and watch this space, because uh, the Trump camp is, is not out of this race by far. Uh, it's much different than what the mainstream media are, are saying and, and what Scott Morrison and 
was saying too, and you, you mentioned before about the media and how they were uh, basically declaring Biden the winner. Mm. Uh, our, our own, like, so-called um, conservative Liberal Party there, he's, like, tripping over himself to uh, congratulate Biden and, and wants to talk to yeah. the coming president for, you know, moving forward with Australia. Man, it, it, like, it just made me feel sick listening to it, you know? Um, and it just showed you exactly what side of the fence this guy's on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just putrid, but anyway. Yeah. Um, we come to expect. I mean, I will. I will give him this. Um, from everything I've seen, like even the the mainstream media couldn't hide the fact that Trump definitely does seem to be the the most popular vote. Um, you know what I mean? Like we we've seen all this footage um, of the rallies that these guys have. You know, like the when they go and do speaking tours and all that sort of stuff. You know. And you look at the ones that Biden turns up at, and all the footage that you can find of him going to his rallies and things, they try and make the crowd look a lot bigger than what it is, or they literally can't hide the fact that the crowd is so small and pathetic that they just they show it anyway. And then they talk it up as though that it's a massive crowd when it really isn't. But then when, they, when you see footage um, of Trump's come out, which the, the mainstream media tried to hide, and it was mainly just everyone on social media sharing their, their views of it. You know, you're seeing people lined up for miles and miles and miles waiting to get in to some of those rallies, you know, like just to attend them. You know what I mean? Like the, he was, he's definitely without a doubt the, the most popular, uh, out of the two. He's the most popular choice there is. Um, you know, like the, the American people, it, it's, to me, it seems very clear that they actually do want Trump in and that, it, yeah, for for them to to say all these votes and all these states want Biden in, it doesn't make sense to me. Like it really, that's not the the impression that you get from any of the footage that you see. You know what I mean? If there are tens of tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of people turning up to these um, Trump rallies, they're all obviously voters. And if there's the same sort of numbers we're seeing in the footage turning up to those Biden. Uh, rallies, you know, he's got dozens of people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's such a disparity between the two. Um, so, to me, it just seemed like it's such an obvious... To me, to me, it just seemed like, oh, well, I was like, oh, seeing all these things, I'm like, oh, Trump's got this in the bag. Like, the only way I kept thinking is, the only way he's going to lose this is if there's fuckery going on in the voting and stuff. And then, lo and behold, we start seeing, you know, footage coming out of, um, you know, all of these ballots and, and votes for Trump getting put in dumpsters or being discovered in dumpsters and, you know, all this sort of stuff that we see. We actually see this every single time there's an election in the US. This isn't new, but we, it just comes out again. You start seeing the same things again. You know, all these, all this sh- chicanery and this, this fuckery going on, trying to, um, to to steal an election or to steal as many votes for the other person as possible. Uh, Ethan, I, I know you just you had to dash off then, but I was just saying to Andy, it just with all the footage that we were seeing online and in the news and stuff, you know, we were seeing rallies with um, Biden having dozens of people attend, and you, you see rallies with of Trump uh, on the campaign tour, and there were you know tens of thousands of people in attendance, like literally dozens for Biden, tens of thousands for Trump. You know, people lined up for miles mm. and miles and miles, um, and yet 
you know, and yet all of a sudden you see this popularity for for Biden in the polls. And you're like, what? Where is this coming from? Like, clearly to me, the impression is that the American people wanted Trump back in. That mm. was an impression I was getting, not just from the mainstream media, but also from social media and from people on the ground sharing footage and stuff. And it, it, to me, it just seems like they, the America, the people actually want, they want Trump back in. They don't want Biden. They don't want the Democrat way of doing things. They don't want the country shut down again. They don't want to wear masks. They want to, they don't want to have mandatory masks and stuff, which Absolutely. is what Biden's been promising, you know? Like, they don't actually want that. But exactly. the media's congratulating Biden and, you know, wondering why Trump hasn't stepped down. And you're like, well, fuck me. Like, you just... I've just watched a video of people lined up for about 20 miles trying to get into one of his rallies. And, and you see Biden rock mm. up and people are standing in circles, you know what I mean? Like, keeping social distance. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's so different. It is literally <laughs> yeah. one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know mate. what I mean? Like, it's undeniable that there's definitely... There's got to be some, some fuckery going on with this vote rigging and all that sort of stuff. Like, I... I legitimately think Andy's on the right trail there. I do, I do believe that there is definitely that sort of stuff happening. Who, you know, who's in charge of that? Who's making it happen? I, we don't know. We don't know names. We can only assume it's certain parties and people, you know, trying to, I guess, hurry up and, and to rush through the the Chinese social credit system style of doing things um, a little bit faster than than uh, another four years of Trump. So, absolutely. Well, why would they give? Why would they give the people what they want, General? You know, <laughs> why would they give them that? That's true. It's it's the way to invoke a reaction is to build them up to expect something and to give them the exact opposite. You know, they did it with Trump winning the election in 2016. You know, that caused a paradigm shift through that country that was almost building to this point. You know what I mean? The the country has never been so split on different issues to such an extent as it has been over the last four years, and it's almost as if it was uh, building towards this point. Well, by you know, design, you, you yeah, get for the, sure. Exactly. And, mm. it, and it, I don't think it is a coincidence that the Great Reset Forum is two days before the January 20th deadline for the president. You know what I mean? Um, it, it seems as if um, they're preparing for something and, and, and it's almost as if they have to reveal um, for the first time, you know, that voter fraud is, is a thing, which it always has been, um, almost to invoke a reaction so people know that this has been a rigged election. And as you said, General, from what you see with your own eyes and ears, the majority of the country want Trump in. So if you don't give them what they want, people are going to react. If they don't want to go back into lockdown, they're going to react. And it's very interesting that the Great Reset Forum is happening at this time. So I believe that that's definitely happening. Um, you know, there's the other second element of, you know, whether Trump is a part of the plan or not. And I think too many people sort of just, um, you know, focus on that. Um, but it, it definitely seems either way that this is is what's coming, you know. And if Trump gets re-elected, so all of the things that are going to be rolled out have been done by his administration. You know, this whole trust the plan thing, Operation Warp Speed was done by the Trump administration and mm. his departments mm. to get the vaccine ready. You know what I mean? This is the the the, the plan is still on track. Um, and the time we had to stop the plan was um, the last four years. But unfortunately, too many people have been distracted by uh, trust the plan to, to not do that, which is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, America... They're going to react if Biden gets in, and it almost seems it, it, it's meant that way, General. Because why would you give them what they want? You know, why don't you just cause mass civil unrest so that the Great Reset can can come through smoothly? 
you know, that's just me theorizing, but I seem that that's that seems like the most logical step I that like they it. probably you know, would be taking. I love a good theorizing on this one, mate. Fuck, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can do, and it's crazy mm. how much the internet has been buzzing about it. You know, everyone, it's the talk of the town. It, it's it's the greatest spectacle they've ever produced, General. Mm. It's, it really is a marvel when you sit back and look at it. You know, they've finally, I said in my latest membership piece, Donald Trump is the Hulk Hogan of politics. He's... He's taken it to unprecedented levels, the same way Hulk Hogan did to wrestling um, in the in the 1980s. And you know, I believe they're both predetermined theater spectacles. And Donald Trump is that Americana personified, which has just completely taken it to a whole new level, to the point where everyone is interested in politics. General, every single person, not just people that were interested in politics back in the day. Now everyone has an opinion since 2016. So. The boiling pot's there for, for something to happen, so yep. I don't think they would go with the normal plan. Yeah, I do find what you said there with uh, the timing with the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, you know, um, very, yeah, well, it's, it's it makes sense that that's the way they've timed it. What was it, a two-day window, did you say? Um, yeah, I believe the Great Reset's January 18th, their forum that they're going to be doing, mm. um, and then January 20th, the um, inauguration period. Yeah. So, um, um, and what did you? I don't know if you if you caught this one, but this was from the World Economic World Economic Forum's own website in one of their own little advertising uh, public perception management campaign things and propaganda that they're pushing out. You know, a picture of this young bloke smiling, and it's got, "You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy," based <laughs> on the input of members of the World Economic Forum's Global Future Councils. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Like seriously, like wow. This mm. is the sort of shit that they're that they're touting, you know? You'll you'll and we know that it was it um Agenda 21 2030 was um the end of private property. They wanted that was part of the plan, the end of private property. You'll own nothing. This is part yep. of the plan. And you and yep. and you'll be happy because we tell you, you know, we tell you you'll be happy about it, and then you'll just repeat that. You know, that's what it, this is what it's all about. Um, mm. Here's another one. I walked in. I walked into. Sorry to interrupt. No, you go. I walked in. I walked into my local news agent, and you just see front and center the new Time magazine with the Great Reset. Just on about the front to say cover. it. Yep. Yep. Literally okay. just about to say yeah. that. And it was a quote from um, Klaus Schwab in it. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. You know what I mean? Like they've. I mean, this pandemic. A, represents a rare window well they've created the window you know what i mean like this this wasn't <laughs> some happenstance that came along and they went oh oh there's a pandemic let's do our thing now you know it's like we're gonna make a pandemic and then we're gonna say oh here's a here's the opportunity that's actually how it went it wasn't the other way like this was all part of yeah. the plan that they rolled out so um yeah people need to realize that they've been talking about this shit for a long time like i said before you know upper um agenda Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 both have that sort of talk in there with regards to the end of private property ownership. Like, you literally, you won't own things anymore. You'll rent and borrow and hire everything. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. how, it, how it works. I mean, look, they've been... Okay. Andy, you'll... you'll and Ethan, you'll probably... Maybe you haven't even realized this, but just, just take it, for example, uh, the simple things such as things like Windows software. I mean... It, was it a couple of years ago or maybe I don't know how long ago they, they started it, but you don't just go out and buy your that version of Windows and you have the full suite anymore. Now it's 
you know, you've got to subscribe to it for a year. You know, you, you have an online subscription for, for yeah, this for yeah. a certain amount of time. Like, you don't own it. You're, you're literally borrowing their software and you're paying a subscription to use it for a certain amount of time. Like, it's, they've, they've, that was just one small example of the, the way that these big corporations started doing this and training the public to, to, to accept that this is how it goes now. You know, same with things like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, is it Netflix or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, you're, you, you pay a subscription, you know, and you can, you can you know, on your, your computers, you can hire a movie for a certain amount of time and then you won't get to watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about this end of ownership stuff. It's just pay us a, a little bit of money, uh, you know, a couple of times a month and, and you'll borrow this, we'll give you access to this for a short amount of time, you know, like, you know, and that, that's, I mean, like they've been training the public to, to have this way of thinking for such a long time so that when the next generation comes along, that's just how they've always done it. You know what I mean? Like when my kids get older, it's like, well, you know, it's all about subscribing to things and it's all about borrowing things. It's all about hiring things, you know, they won't go and yep. get a home loan anymore. They'll just rent until they die. You know, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting and it's interesting, you know, when you consider too that, um, you know, programs like Afterpay and ZipPay and this whole new phenomenon of, you know, buy now, pay it later because people simply can't afford to, to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, you know, people are also being trained for that as well, not only, you know, to pay X amount per month for music, for movies, for all of this type of stuff that's now being, it's going to go in home rather than actual, you know, go to a cinema with jobs, all this type of stuff. Now it's coming in home and they're training people um, to get used to it, as you said, General. But as, as the country, you know, continues to go into more and more debt and the support nets leave and this socialist model rolls out everywhere, um, you know, it's almost going to be that as well. It's They're already training people to buy it now and pay later to put people in even more debt as they do so. Not that they can't even just afford it, but the fact that, you know they they they're going to be in debt as they do it. It's it's going to be um, a very interesting period ahead, mate. Mm, yeah, that's why I feel sorry for people going to uni and, and stuff these days. You know they um, they're they're in debt. They're you know, they've got this hex debt, or in, you know in in on a in might be in a different country like the US or something. They've got these you know college fees or whatever that they pay, and you know you're in you're in debt as soon as you leave high school. Like as soon as you leave high school and go into university. You're you're in debt for. for mm. I remember having a teacher when I was in high school, and he was like in his thirties, and he was really happy one day when he came in, and he was like, "Yes, like I've finally paid off my hex debt." And he was like, you know, he's like late thirties." I'm like, "Fuck me!" Like this guy's been paying this shit for a long time, you know? <laughs> like, you yeah, know, imagine what people yeah. are doing these days. Like, shit. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've I've met people that are just well into their sixties, you know, that have done their PhDs that. You know, they'll never pay it off, yeah. you know, just that, that much debt that they've accumulated. Yeah. And you can only, you know, they cap it. You're allowed to take out like $120,000 worth of debt over over your educational period, mate. So it's, it's a lot of debt that you can take wow. out and have to pay back. And it's not... Um, like if you declare bankruptcy, then the student debt doesn't go away. I've it's heard that, yeah. Debt. It doesn't go away, so like it, that it, literally it is a mortgage. Like you know, if you look up what the the word mortgage sure. actually means, which is death contract, I believe that's actually what the translation of the word actually is. It means death contract, you know, and that's what they say our homes are, are is a death contract. You know, you pay it off till you die, basically. But 
that's not the case. You know, like you're right. This student loans, when you, like you said, you can't declare bankruptcy. <laughs> You've literally got that hanging over your head for the rest of your life. And I believe it gets passed on to, um, like that debt doesn't just end with you if you actually die. It gets passed on to relatives too. I've heard. Yeah, um, or yep. next of kin yeah, or gets, something gets gets lumped next with of it. Kin. Mm. Yeah, next of kin inherited. <laughs> I think. Be, yeah, it's it's crazy, and a lot of people. Again, general, as you're saying, they're recruiting people in high school. They've got all the presentations there. What what uni are you going to pick? What course are you going to pick? And most of them don't even finish, you know what I mean? The class sizes from the first year to the last year are astronomically different because most people are just forced into it. They might take on $20,000 debt out of their $50,000 course, um, and then they've got $20,000 debt. They drop out, and then the ones that finish – you know, it's it's an oversaturated market where they can't even get a job and they end up, you know, just working at a local cafe or a local fast food joint, even though they've just spent $50,000 on a degree. Yeah. So it, it's it's really crazy. And, and a lot of people aren't prepared for this type of thing and they're not prepared for what can happen over that time period. And as we're seeing now with COVID, with, you know, economic collapse and all this type of stuff, with morphing of working environments, you know, it's it's a rough future ahead. And it's almost as if it's all designed to create a generation or two of debt slaves, complete debt slaves, where every single human is in astronomical debt um, and they have to work to pay that off. You know, they have to accumulate tokens, keep their social credit scores up, and they have to work for the state forever. You know, it's, it's almost the end of freedom through stealth because you've chosen to take on that debt, even though you didn't really, but they're still going to say you have. Yeah. Um, so you're now our slave until you pay that off. And, and we own your house. We own, you know, the people think they own stuff when they're in debt, when they don't really, you know, they're just borrowing it. So yeah. I think that is a part of it. As, you know, this video, eight predictions for the world in 2030, agenda 2030, as they've said, General, you know, as things remorph and we have energy quotas and water quotas and 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 consumption on on what we can do and who we can talk to and where we live debt is going to be a major part of it because that's what makes it all go around yeah that's what they use to, to control us because then you know the the borrower is servant to the lender so you know it's uh, indebted servitude for the rest of your fucking life so that's there yeah, which their is pretty plan. much the whole yeah, which is pretty much the whole economic system already. Well, it's yeah, just going to come true. to an individual level now, you know. You will now be the country in debt, you know, and, and we can see what, what kind of rat race, you know, that holds up. Mm. So, you know, the, the web of globalism, like I was talking to a friend and he was saying, why can't we just produce what we why don't we just export what we produce and it well it's because of globalism if we did that we'd shrink to third world standards you know what i mean we have to overproduce to compete with other countries and other countries and that's going to come to an individual level so it's going to be interesting to see how things pan out and, and how this great reset goes mate mm, yeah and you can tie in artificial scarcity to that too because we have so much of everything and yet they tell us, you know, like the prices get so high for certain things and you're like, well, why is it like this? There's so much of this and yet they're making us pay so much for it. It's just weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to, to tie in there. Um, I was just scrolling through my Facebook feed, folks, and I just come across another piece of fuckery that I noticed. Uh, I said, perception management in full swing by the mainstream media. And there was an image of uh, Fox News um, in the States and it's got... Um, you know, showing Virginia, the state of Virginia's results 
Uh, Biden, 30.3%. Trump, 68%. And yet, they've got a big highlight around Biden with a tick next to his name. (laughs) Even though he's only got 30% and Trump has 68%. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way they presented (laughs) it. Um, And then on the next picture, it was like, just called Virginia. Um, Biden, 42.8%. Trump, 56.4%. And the big tick next to Biden's name as though he's won the state. Like, what the fuck? Like, seriously. This is the sort of shit that they've got mm. on. And the picture of Biden has got you know, a big him with a big smile on his face. Picture of Trump, he's like scowling, you know, like, like in, in the red, horrible looking background. Like, it's just all this sort of silly perception of management that I notice that crops up with these things, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just the sort of fuckery that we see, you know, the perception of management uh, of the public there. Um but anyway, let's head over. So what? Let's get over to. Um, oh, sorry, Andy. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that discussion? If you're still there, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know we waffled yeah, a yeah. bit, but. Uh, look at that. Uh, it's all right. One thing that hasn't been mentioned too is like uh, with this election. Um, I mean, basically, if Trump loses, there's going to be like like huge civil unrest and if Trump wins it's going to be huge civil unrest as well so a lot of people are talking about you know like civil war in the US and and all this sort of thing which I don't don't think it would be like you know outright civil war but like there's certainly going to be like a lot of violent protests on the streets once it's once it's all said and done it's inevitable I I reckon I reckon you're sort of half right I reckon if if Trump Losers, then all those Trump supporters will probably be really fucking over that shit, and they'll they might actually start you know causing a bit of strife. Um, if if Trump wins, I don't think there'll be enough of these Democrat type morons you know on the streets to actually make any actual change or any you know make like the the media will sell it as though it's a, all this unrest and it's massive and it's causing all these problems, but it'll only be in in blue states, you know, it won't be in any areas that really matters it'll just be for, for show i think just to make that again part of that perception management to make it look like the people are in the, in the whole country is in unrest when it really isn't i think that's they'll yeah. try and sell it that way but the reality of it will be completely different i think yeah well let's let's, let's see but i do agree i think there will be unrest of some kind but it will again it'll be by design that's that's what they want <laughs> yeah yeah well it depends how the media like whips these people up too and remember there's a hell of a lot of guns in america and a, and a lot of like you know unstable people there a lot of pharmaceutically unstable people so it doesn't mm. take much to sort of whip people up and get them all excited and no there's one thing you know, that the yanks do well that you can't you can whip them up into a frenzy pretty quickly <laughs> yeah, yeah so um so yeah i do see some sort of like plan in the wings that like no matter who wins, that there's going to be a lot of civil unrest, which, you know, again, you know, like we've discussed before in previous episodes, like it can bring about a lot of, you know, like military type stuff on the streets and a lot lot more laws around, you know, like shutting things down or, mm. or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. So, uh, yeah, you know, like let's, let's see, but, um, Either way, I, I don't think you know half the you know. Well, either way, it's going to be it's going to be strife, as yeah. far as I can. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, and see what the, how they call this thing. Um, 
before um, we the other, uh, sorry go are you gonna go very very quickly yeah. too, i was watching mostly the um like the the betting odds on this um campaign in that last oh. week of the and biden what biden was basically clearly in front and then on the last as the voting got like quite serious the whole thing swung like the whole momentum of the trump um trump campaign really really kicked into high gear and it was really looking like a clear uh trump win and then and then i think as as it was uh, becoming clear that that biden in fact was going to lose this thing then it then it mysteriously swung into biden's direction and it was and it was very obvious in the in the way that people were were gambling on the thing too and it was very, very strange, too, because, you know, like Trump definitely had the momentum. And then strangely, almost overnight, Biden suddenly had the momentum. So it, it, it like it really felt to me like a lot of, you know, like fiddling going yeah, on. Fuckery. It was good. It was it was, it was a um, it was a live betting swing dream mate yeah, you know, yeah if you if you got on trump at the start while well, he was two dollars seventy two dollars eighty you put a hundred dollars on him and then when it swung back and biden was three dollars you put a hundred on him either way you don't lose you either make eighty dollars or a hundred dollars <laughs> um and so then when they paid out biden early everyone's now hoping that trump wins so they just win both you don't even have to worry about one or the other but <laughs> yeah i agree with you mate it, it was definitely some trickery going on there i think that um there was a lot of powerful interest out there trying to make money off of the clown show they've obviously scripted mm. yeah yeah it, it, it does feel very scripted too you know like so and and this kind of like um big show big american style show seemed to be very like it was always going to happen this way it, it was never felt like an election that it was going to be oh yeah you know here we go da, 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 done all the votes oh yeah declaring you know trump the winner and off we go back to bed again it, it was never felt like it was ever going to be like that so um mm. yeah so interesting so so interesting the way they 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 do elections over there and so so different to this country so yeah. um yeah, well, we yeah. just go to a primary school and have a sausage sizzle, mate. We don't, um, you know, break down on civil unrest. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the talk, too, with the recent Queensland election, like people are really starting to question the validity to our own elections, especially after all of these voter scandals that are uh, uh, voting scandals that are like being coming to light in the US. And a lot of like, mysterious things happening in our own Queensland election just of late too that that didn't look right um, so yeah people are really really questioning our own system uh, of, of elections and, and democracy here as well yeah I dare say ours is probably very easy to, to, to steal or manipulate you know it's only paper it's just well, paper like, paper and pencil you know like not even pen half the time it's just write down your thing tick a box with pencil like that's yeah you know, if you wanted to keep the original ballots, all you needed is an eraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no mistake that they've kept this really, really antiquated old system of mm. of how to vote. That we have, like, you know, like a touch panel that we go up and press or something. Or Either know, way, like it, I said, what's that famous quote? You know, um, I can't remember who said it. it. might have been Oscar Wilde or something. But, um, you know, if, if voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it, you know. 
<laughs> so true. <laughs> That's just, it's the illusion of democracy, mate. It's just... It's the people who count the votes that control the votes. But anyway, um, mo- moving on, brother. I, I just before we head over to tottnews.com, I just wanted to bring up this with you guys as well because I wanted to get your thoughts. And I've heard some people saying, "Well, it's more really just controlled opposition." But um, so Pauline Hanson put this up a little while ago, uh, a few days ago. Um, she says she gives notice uh, that on the next day of sitting, I shall move that the Senate one notes that the adopting uh, that notes that adopting the policies of the World Economic Forum's proposed Great Reset would have a devastating impact on the economic well-being and individual freedoms of Australians, and two calls on the government to boycott all World Economic Forum events in protest of their Great Reset agenda. Right, so she put that up, and she was waiting for the next sitting, and the next sitting has taken place. I'm just scrolling through my feed now to bring it up here. Um, so I again shared this. So, government gives green light to globalists, she says. Today I attempted to have the Senate acknowledge that the adopting, that adopting the policies of the World Economic Forum's proposed Great Reset would have a devastating impact on the economic well-being and individual freedoms of Australians. And she also called on to boycott them, like I said before. My proposal was defeated 2 to 37 after the Liberals and the Nationals allied with the Labour and the Greens. So forget, you know, all this, it's just all non, forget non-partisan, it's all bipartisan stuff. You know, these people are all in it together. Liberals, Nationals, Labour, Greens, they're all in the same boat. They want this great reset. And she goes on to say, it's an absolute travesty that the Australian government has sided with the globalists of the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset agenda against the interests of everyday Australians. This is a group of global lefty elites, billionaires, business executives and celebrities who think they know better than us uh, how to run our own country. Their agenda for 2021 is to use fear and uh, of a pandemic to push this Great Reset, a complete overhaul of our nation's way of life. These policies should be rejected and condemned. The policies of the Great Reset would destroy our economy with the climate change regulations that will have no effect lowering global temperatures, but a huge effect in raising electricity prices. Not to mention, push, push socialist and neo-Marxist policies onto Australians without the people's consent and have uh, and pave the way for the big controlling government, suppression of free speech and reduced property rights. This so-called reset is absolute rubbish and we should make a stand to play no part in it to protect Australians, our sovereignty, and our way of life. Now, I, I mean, I yes, I actually completely agree with everything she said there. Um, then someone's gone and posted this comment. Um, Peter Miles, who's fairly regular on the page, says, Hanson's always been used as controlled opposition. Headline should read, Globalists give green light to government to accelerate implementation. That's what he says. And I, well, you know, I don't know. He, he makes sense. I, I don't, he could be right. Um, I just wanted to get you, see what you guys think. Um, like, I think what well, his comment has weight, but at the same time, I actually, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything Pauline says, but I'm thinking now, shit, you know, have, have they just got her up saying this just to basically say that, you know, to basically put through that the government just wants to have this and it, that's the way it is. Yeah, they put it to a vote, they voted, and there's no more you can do about it. You know, like that sort of thing. Is, is that what you're saying? Andy, I'll just, I'll go to you first. Um, what's your take on that first of all? Do you agree with what Pauline's saying? And then do you, what's your thoughts on her perhaps being just a controlled opposition? 
Oh, look, I think I think Hanson is uh, honest in what she's trying to do. Um, uh, but perhaps and, being and, used uh, in a sense. It see, it doesn't really matter because they they know they can let Hanson um, blab off and you know speak the truth and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it makes no difference because she has no power whatsoever. She has no power. She has no numbers in the Senate. She has absolutely no numbers in the lower house. She can blab off, do whatever she wants. The people feel that they've got representation in there, but she has no power at all. No one sides with her when she when she um, um, puts something up in the Senate. They all they all abandon her. Mm. They, they ridic. Yeah, she cops oh, a lot of shit, doesn't she? A lot of shit, and and um, really, at the end of the day, it makes no difference to the agenda and moving forward with their plan. So, I think I think while she's very weak in the Senate and and almost non-existent in the lower house, I, I, look, I don't think they care. Mm, I don't okay. think they care. I don't think I don't think she's a plant or doing anything for the globalists or anything like that. I think she is what she is, um, and. And they'll let her, her, her blow her horn um, until, until it's obvious that she's starting to get like real numbers in the lower house or in the Senate. And, then, and then, then something will probably change up. But while it is like it is, I don't, I don't think they care. Mm, it's business okay. as usual. Yeah. Ethan, what's, um, what's your take on that? I mean, would you, first of all, do you agree with that sort of statement about, you know, all the things in there about the Great Reset and how it's a bad idea, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then what's your thoughts on her perhaps you know, being a controlled opposition? Do you agree with Andy or what's the go, man? Uh, yeah, so I, I tend to agree more with um, the comment that was made um, by Peter, I believe he said it was, um, that you know this is just a, a, a way to get the message out to the public. We see this all the time in politics, you know, people talk about predictive programming and they talk about messages that are, be, that are left, you know, to reveal to the public that things are coming out. Well, politics is also a stage show. It's also a theatre spectacle, you know, made for TV. Um, and each of them have their characters um, to, to appeal to a certain kind of base. Some end up being the president of the United States. Some, you know, end up, you know, in Pauline Hanson's position with no support. It really depends on how they want to shift the paradigm at the time. Um, but I think that Pauline was one of those original patriot um, models that was introduced, um, you know, as a way to do that. Because let's be honest, she's been in there, what, you know, 20-something years and she still can barely put together a sentence on TV. She can barely get any support outside of her local electorate. You know, it, it's every time something happens, you know, Pauline Hanson is the one that discredits the nationalist viewpoint or the patriotic viewpoint because you really can't express it properly on television or, you know, you know, that it's almost by design. You know, it's not that Pauline Hanson or Tony Abbott or any of these people are idiots. You know, Tony Abbott was a Rhodes Scholar, but this is the character that they have to play. And to Andy's point, I don't think that they care in this country because there's no support. Um, there's no, you know, real... Um, movement that's uh, that's really behind them there's not the nationalist patriotic shift that we've seen in the u.s and in you know things like brexit and whatnot to invoke that um you know it, it just seems like it's all it's all been controlled and, and pauline i've i think from the start has been there to 
um, discredit, um, subtly discredit the, um, the 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 message while also putting it out there that this is now mainstream. So, mm. just my thoughts on it. You know, I could be wrong. Um, it could be, as Andy said, just a point where there is no nefarious um, things involved. Uh, but I just believe that's just the role that she's been put there to play, and she plays it very well. Um, you know, she just don't do don't go too far to the point where you actually start making sense and actually start getting a movement behind you, but also make enough sense that you continue your nationalist um, base that you may have still, which mm. a lot of them don't support her anymore anyway. So yeah, okay, good points. Um, that's all I had. It to, is interesting though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is I, interesting I did find to interesting that she up. that she did bring that stuff up and and put it to a vote in in the Senate there. So um, and of course it lost with. With, with raucous applause, as it usually does with anything she wants to bring up. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But to me, I mean, what I take from that is I just take for the fact that Liberals, Nationals, Labor, Greens are literally all in the same boat together, and there is no difference between any of them because um, they all stand for the same thing. Instead of trying to keep each other in check and, you know, have the checks and balances there, that's literally has no part in it anymore. It's just, it's all partisan politics now. There isn't. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, it's not, they're, they're not um, partisan politics anymore. They're all one party. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, they all have the same goals in the long run, which is to usher in this this real, this great reset and all this, this everything that we're moving towards. That's that's their goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. And they get funding to do that. So, um, yeah. It's, Keep people distracted while they do it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, well, let's head over, mate. That's enough um, from my side of things. Let's head over to TOTTnews.com. Take take the folks for a little ride over there. Um, you've been, of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, pumping out the work as you usually do. But, I mean, you put up one today, which I thought was really good. Uh, I only caught a little bit of it, but I wanted you to, to, to take us through it, unless you had something else in mind. But you put one up called Common Pass. Digital health passports have arrived. You know, and this is sort of speaking... Um, to, again, to, to all of this dystopian sort of way of doing things for the future now, um, you know, it's it's the instead of the no jab, no job, it's going to be the you know no jab, no travel, and have you had your test? You know, can you get into access to this this vicinity? Can you you know with, without having uh, do you have to prove that you don't have COVID and all this sort of bullshit? So, are you cool to take us through this one a bit, mate? Yeah, absolutely, General. So awesome. this was published today. Um, on tottnews.com, um, you can go check it out. Uh, but it's about Common Pass, which is a new um, digital health passport that is is being launched uh, by the Commons Project and the World Economic Forum. So the exact same people hey, that will hey. be hosting the Great Reset yep, Forum, rearing their ugly um, head again. <laughs> exactly, they are they're directly behind um, this push for immunity passports. And they have been trialed. So this is what this article um, sort of goes through. It sort of goes through uh, what the Common Pass is, which, you know, there's a little video there by the World Economic Forum, um, which talks about, you know, there's actually a guy in there actually saying, you know, for now, it will um, serve as a tool for international travellers to, you know, break all of the individual lockdown restrictions, et cetera, et cetera, of each country's borders um, this will eliminate that, um, so you can show that you have you're negative to COVID nineteen. You've had the test, and you can store that. And he also says that when a vaccine comes out, that will also be stored on there as well. And this is something that we've 
spoken about, you know, that they've spoken about since the very beginning of this pandemic. You know, Bill Gates said that immunity passports are something that should be looked at into the future as a way to restore so-called normality to the world. And here we see the first inkling of this rolling out, and it comes by the same, you know, nefarious characters that um, are behind this scandemic to begin with. Um, so this new passport called Common Pass, um, you know, users will upload their test results to their phones. Um, so the app will generate a barcode that then will be scanned at the airport. And this will be used to show whether you have COVID-19 or not. And it's almost like they're training people already to do that. I don't know if you fellas have been out to, you know, a pub or, or somewhere, you know, gone to somewhere, you know, that's just out in public in Queensland, but you still have to scan QR codes, you still have to line up, you still have to, you know, put your details down for a lot of places. And mm -hmm. it's almost like people are training them for this this greater step, this rollout of immunity passports. Mm -hmm. And it is underway. So the first trials have been done. Um, Common Pass recently, a few weeks ago, was tested on a United Airlines flight between London and Newark. Of course, United Airlines always involved with all of this type of stuff. Um, and there was also um, Cathay Pacific flights between Hong Kong and Singapore that were also tested. Um, and there's a whole bunch of quotes on there. Officials from the US Customs and Border Protection were there observing the trial and also the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, um, you know, all, all under the Trump administration. They were there to view the common past trials that were happening a few weeks ago um, before the election. And, you know, all of the, the characters from the World Economic Forum give their quotes, talk about how great this is, how this will streamline travel again, how we can open up the world again before a vaccine comes along. And this is, again, what has been spoken about for months. So conspiracy, no more general. Um, we're starting to see the rollout of this and it won't be long before it starts to be expanded to the rest of the world. And this will no doubt, I assume, include Australia as well. Um, they're saying it hasn't included Australia yet because we already have some of the toughest restrictions in the world still. Um, whereas other countries, you can just fly in, you don't have to quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. They're saying it's more for them. But we know that this will come over here. We've seen the G2G pass and border declarations and this type of thing over here. So it's already been rolled out. And I also leave a little link to um, a Daily Mail article which talks about how Australian airports during lockdown have been refitted with futuristic technology to um, you know, help with um, streamlining COVID travel again to international um, visitors. So there's no doubt that this will um, eventually come here, especially now it's being rolled out by world bodies, the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, um, which obviously we've gone on board with the COVAX program. We've gone on board with a number of things. So it seems like we will also follow in suit. And this will first be a requirement for international travel, but who knows, it might begin to morph into everyday life you know it might even merge with the my health record that we were talking about years ago when this podcast first started mate so that's what's happening it's, it's a bit of a, a an overview of the common pass and and what's going to be entailed just being trialed at the moment um you can check that article out for yourself but i'll throw back to you general just to get your thoughts um now that you've sort of heard a bit more details about it um common pass you know it, it's 
what we've been talking about for months, mate, and, and here it is finally. We're seeing um, immunity passports rolling out and who knows if the vaccine tattoos and everything will be included in them as well. You know, yeah. it seems like phase one of the test is is starting to roll out, mate. Well, they, they warned us, didn't they? I mean, we've been cottoned under this for quite some time, but then again, you have that dickhead Bill Gates goes up and, and starts telling people that you'll, you know, you'll have to have a, a vaccine or a COVID-19 vaccine to go and do this and you'll need a uh, immunity passports and you know they have they had he was alluding to all this language you know what nine months ago six months ago whatever it was you know and uh, mm. and then here it is it's starting to get rolled out now I find it funny though I mean let me just look at the language they use I mean look at the name of this thing common pass you know like like where the commoners you know what I mean like um I dare say that anyone who reached a, a certain wealth bracket won't, won't have to use these stupid fucking apps. You know what I mean? It's only for us commoners, you know. Um, and look at who uh, was putting it together. It was the Commons Project, you know, for the for the common good of the commoner people. You know, like it's just this language that they're using. You know what I mean? It does my head in. Sure. You know, I mean, just come out, just be blatant, just come out and say it's 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 the you know it's the elite. You know that's that's done this. Just you know, just just stop trying to fucking sell it under this sort of stupid language. You know, like I just wish they'd be truthful just, about it. <laughs> yeah, just just call it an epsilon card. Exactly, right? literally. That's <laughs> that's just what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all they do. And then we're like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm an epsilon. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. Just stop <laughs> fucking around and just be honest with it. You know, that's what that's literally what they want to call it. But you know. Um, but I yeah, find the 100%. other part, this other thing interesting too, Ethan, is in the the image that they've, that they've obviously released and used for this. Um, you have a look, and the, they've got the three phones in the picture, uh, and to the left and to the right, you notice that they've got COVID nineteen PCR test written on there. Mm-hmm. You know, results yes. reported, blah blah blah. I mean, we it has been so well documented that this PCR test is a piece of shit. Um, and doesn't work and was never designed to do this was never it was never meant for this purpose it is they're using it for something but it shouldn't be used for and it's illegitimate and yet it's this they're still stuck to this thing they are still saying that this is what's you know this is the go-to thing you know what i mean so i I think they know that they know that the pcr test is is useless and is a piece of shit so i think they've only got that on there you know they're just trying to i guess still sell the lie in in a sense but they're kind of just they're kind of because this this whole thing isn't about uh, you know it's not about uh, being covid negative this whole thing is about a control measure and this is like you said phase one of this control measure that they that they want to test the waters with and then you know and who knows how long it's going to take before they roll out in full and it won't be about covid19 pcr tests and all this sort of stuff it'll literally just be about yeah, is your vaccination record on here? You know, have you have you got enough social credit score to to go to this travel zone and all this sort of shit? You know, that that's the that's where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Mm, that that's for sure. Yeah, that's the long term goal of this sort of stuff. Because why else would you have it on there? You know, I mean, it, I'm surprised it probably doesn't have any sort of you know game modes built into this thing because we've talked about this before in this podcast about this this the gamification of the population you know what i mean and you know like mm-hmm. if you have your test you'll earn a certain amount of points to get towards this or and level up to get to this zone you know what i mean like 
I'm surprised they haven't actually incorporated something like that in there. Maybe I shouldn't give them ideas, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like to, to me, that in my eyes, that was where they were always going to go with this sort of stuff is to to try and make it fun, you know, in a sense, and to 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 mm. make sure you know because everything we see, you know, in terms of any sort of you know game or you know that sort of stuff, it's all about leveling up and you know earning points for something, you know what I mean? So I'm surprised they didn't try and, you know, sell us on that idea as well. But yeah, for so sure. those are things I, I just wanted to point out. You know, look at the language they're using. Look what they're calling this thing. You know, like I said, they've got, they're still sticking to their guns in the PCR test, even though it's widely known how how much of a bullshit test that that is. And it shouldn't be used for detecting uh, and for diagnosing infection and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, we've, we've got plenty of articles on my side and around the world about that sort of stuff. So... Um, but yeah, mate, sure. this, this is where we're going with this. Um, and I'm glad you've, you've put this out there. I have reblogged it as well, but I'll put the link to, of course, your website in the show notes for everyone to, to go over this one as well. Um, let's, let's, sure. let's cross yeah. over to the big fella and see, um, see if he's had a, a quick read of this or if, get his take on this, man. Andy, chime in, bro. Have you got your, um, um have you got your common pass, Andy? Are you a commoner? Where's your common pass? <laughs> I'm very much a commoner. I'm with did you, you, boys. Did you, yeah. get a, did you get your common pass scanned when you went to um, the shift? <laughs> uh, man, I, yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? Yeah, like you say, when you go into cafes and that sort of thing, when, when, me and, um, uh, me, when me and the bride go to any cafes and that sort of thing, we always leave our phones in the, in the car, you know? So then, of course, <laughs> then we got this strange look. Oh, oh, you haven't got a phone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was like, what's wrong with you? It's like, oh, we just haven't got a phone. Like, just left it so, so then they scramble off and go and get the bit of paper, and you know. So then, of course, you know, we uh, we put in our details on that. So, um, God knows where that goes to. But anyway, we just but, put fake um, details in anyway. Isn't that what you guys do? Surely, I always, <laughs> I always put like you um, know, um, D Trump. Oh, or, you know, I just, I just put <laughs> bullshit stuff. I would yeah, never sure. do that, General. I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Some places match um, to your ID. Yeah, but if you don't have it with you, you know, you, you just put down whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, if you're, you're going into one of those places you require ID to get into, you know what I mean? Like, which is thousands and thousands of people almost every weekend, you know, mm. across across the country, you know, that are going into pubs and clubs and all this type of stuff, casinos, you know, all that type of stuff, concerts, um, a lot of these places you have to match to your ID, you know, and, and you're not allowed with your ID in, to begin with. But now, you know, it's almost like they're, they're doubling up and, and getting everyone's details as well for all of this, you know, COVID QR nonsense that's happening. So, yeah, more refer to them. Yeah. If you just go into your local cafe and stuff, I, I definitely do that. But I'm avoiding places where, you know, yeah, you if they say they want it, yeah, then you don't go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, but it yeah. could keep rolling out, you know. Well, I mean, keep look, getting worse and worse. Boys, we went to my my nephew's AFL um, grand final, and uh, you know, it's all cordoned off, and you can only go in and out one area because they've got all this fencing put up. And then there's security guards that are at the gate, and one was sort of away at the time. He was sort of talking to someone else, like another person coming in and out. And I just walked straight in. Like, they've got the sign-in desk there and scan this, blah, blah, blah. I just walked straight in. And the guy, he comes running over to me. He's like, he's like, oh, hey, did you, did you, did you scan in, mate? Did you scan in? I went, I said, oh, yeah, 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 it's all good, mate. 
I did it before. And he's like, he's like, have you got your receipt on? Did you get? Have you got this, this the thing on your phone to show it? I went. I said, no, no, I didn't scan it. I just signed in. And I didn't, of course. I just said that. And he goes, he's like, and then my wife goes, yeah, we just, he just, we just signed in before. And he's like, oh, okay, righto. Yeah, we just walked in, like, <laughs> just, I love just it. bullshit yeah. their way in, you know. But yeah, well, it's surprised. Like, this is just a junior AFL like, grand final, like, and they were making everyone's, you know, really jumping on people about signing in and all that sort of stuff. It was just crazy. And like, but when I went to like some NRL ones, you know, um, like junior rugby league and stuff, it was completely different. It was, <laughs> no one gave a fuck, you know, like, so yeah, they've got all the signs up about signing in, do this, go through this gate. No one gives a fuck. They were just walk, walking in anywhere. Like, the sign-in sheet was completely full, and, like, no one obviously was wanting to scan shit, you know. There, there was no, it wasn't even, I just walked up, pretended to sign it, and, like, no one was even watching. I was like, oh, no one's even looking. Let's just go. You know, like, uh, it's just funny how I thought it was a little bit different on the AFL side of things. But, yeah, you're right. It was all about, you know, signing in and keeping your details and all this sort of bullshit just, just to go to a football, you know, an open, open air ground with you know, maybe only a couple of hundred people there, you know, so, um, and then they go and have the NRL grand final, you know, in, in state of origins and there's tens of thousands of people there, but God Ridiculous. knows if you've got to sign into these ones too, mate, I'm, I'm guessing you probably have to, but, uh, sure enough, yeah. next year, boys, it'll probably, um, have you got your common pass? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can you prove your vaccination status before you can buy a ticket on uh, Ticket Tech or something? You know that, that'll be what's coming. Yeah, we'll just be at the oh, footy. Like, yeah, I got got my vaccine before, fella. Yeah, I yeah. Did it before, I'll just put I'll just put a band aid and a cotton swab on my arm. Yeah, I just got it, man. It's all good. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, boys. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> Sorry, Andy, I didn't mean to interrupt your your train of thought, but I just said uh, you just reminded me when you were saying with the sign in stuff. Yeah, that Ticket Tech. I've already seen a statement from Ticket and Tech. Mm, Ticket that's Tech. why I mentioned it. Oh, okay. You've already seen that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's that's where they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's obviously they made a press statement about it, so they definitely are heading in that direction. Mm, fuckers. Um, <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory, boys. <laughs> no, absolutely. All this stuff we we say, yeah, man. This is what's coming. Like. <laughs> We don't know how else we can, how much we can warn people. You know, we're, we're telling you, so don't comply with this shit. Like, seriously. It's, it's so disappointing, too, that ordinary people like like the security guard and obviously, you know, the, the small grade club that you're talking about and that sort of thing, trip over themselves to be, you know, COVID compliant and, and they want to be good little citizens, you know. Mm. These are Australians, you know. These are... Uh, these are fellow Aussies that we're talking about. And, and you know why they do it? It's done through fear, Andy, because I can tell you now, like the president of our local club, even just at training one night when it first all started and they let us go back to training, the guy, you know, we were a little, we had to have, we had designated areas on the field when we couldn't leave those areas of the field where we were allowed to train. You know what I mean? That's how strict it was. And this wasn't them saying it. It was handed down by the NRL, which was handed down to them by the health department or whatever, in order to just get people back. They're like, oh, well, you've got to follow these guidelines. If you don't follow them, we'll shut you down. And that was then passed on to the local club level. And like, you know, one, one, one night at training, we strayed a little bit out of the area and I had the boys running a full lap around the field instead of half a lap, you know. And he's come running out to me. The president's like, come running out. He's like, man, you got to stay down there. I'm like, why? He goes, mate, they'll shut us down. 
I'm like, mate, no one's going to come around and fucking have a look and check out this shit up. They don't give a fuck. Like, seriously. He's like, mate, just do us a favor and just stay down. Like, he, they were so afraid of of having this little, their little local club, you know, with a couple of hundred people members shut down because of they, they broke, you know, breached, you know, some of these silly, stupid rules that don't even make sense to begin with, you know, and like, that it's through fear, Andy, that they were just so afraid. So that's why they comply. That's why they... They, they have these guards and rush over with gusto because they're so afraid of losing their livelihood, in a sense. You know what I mean? It's like these all these cafe owners and stuff. You know, if I had a cafe and I was, you know, you're forced to put up the signage about COVID stuff, you know, like it's a compliant thing, whatever. I'll put it up, but I'll make, I'm not going to laminate it or I'll make sure it looks shitty looking or illegible, you know. But I'm not going to make people sign it. I'm not going to check people's IDs. I'm not going to do, you can't make me do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like... I'll just say that I did. <laughs> I don't care who comes along. No one's going to come and check that shit. They don't have people out in force, you know, going from, from restaurant to restaurant and cafe to cafe, checking yeah. all these rules and making sure everyone's compliant. They just send it. They send in an email. They send, here's an email. Print this off and put this up in your shop. That's what they do. They don't come out in, you know, in hand. It's, there's too many. They, they can't afford to do that. They, can, they would have to staff that shit with hundreds of people to try and keep up with that. There's no way they're going to do it. But, you know, it's just the fear. So they, they think, oh, they're going to shut me out if I don't do it. You know? Yeah. Fear, fear takes over, boys. Like there's yeah, some... Completely a, fear, a total fear-based system. Mm. Yeah, like... For sure. Gary's acting like there's acting like there's some you know inspector just hiding in the mm. bushes yeah. in the AFL game like he's gonna pop out like ah I got you, you know? yeah yeah got you mate you always got to think I always say this you know any topic that you think of you've always got to think of the human resources involved that's it you know what I mean it's the same with this think about it are they really gonna have a man hiding in the bushes and, and really give a crap about a local AFL game? No, it's it's to make you believe that mm-hmm. there is that there's that there's thought police around every corner, General. Well, it's it, they're making them police themselves. Wrong, yeah, it's convincing. Exactly. It's it's tricking the public to to police themselves. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And and we see this, you know. George Orwell's 1984, Brave New World. This is the the mental um, control that um, really becomes more superior to the to the um, physical control. You know, because as you said, people will do it to themselves, and this is 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 how it is. So it's yep. it's it's crazy, and, and hopefully, hopefully, people um, at least on the positive side, you know, will at least that things have gone a little bit back to normal. They might be a bit more hesitant to go back into lockdown if they were to pull one again hopefully yeah. well especially given the fact that we've seen what it's done to states like victoria you know and the people yeah. of melbourne and stuff you know so if they try that shit again people hopefully will stand up and go no way we're not going to go down their, their their path but i just want to quickly tie you, you mentioned you know 1984 and a brave new world before and you can throw in another title amongst that mix once you uh once you've read it it's uh, a brave new future 2084 bitcoin is the uh, is that book um, mm. And we interviewed the author on the bonus content show. You can listen to half of that interview uh, on the General Knowledge Podcast on the main feed. It is available, half of that one. But if you want to hear the rest of it, please do go and sign up over um, the Patreon account there. It's only going to cost you five bucks a month. It's fuck all. And you're going to get some awesome podcasts. Um, but And you'll get... I have included a link for that book uh, for free as well um, in the in the link on the uh, the free version of the podcast. So... You can go and check it out for free. We interviewed the author. He was a really cool guy, wasn't he, Andy? It was a good interview, that one. Um, you, in, you Have you finished, by any chance, reading that book, Andy? I know you've been pretty busy. Uh, you probably I haven't, haven't started it yet, have you? <laughs> uh, I haven't, eh? Yeah. You've, been, you've been too busy flying planes. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the study all the books around that, so I've had to cram in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so, when um, you get some downtime, uh, though, man, I do highly recommend you um you, you read it. I've read the whole thing and I really enjoyed it, and um definitely right up our alley, boys. Um, yeah, it's 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 lots of information in there. I mean, not information, but I mean the way he tells the story and all the he talks about. Yeah, he mentions nine eleven. He mentions um all this great reset and the pandemics and all this sort of stuff. It's all in there. And it just it works in so well to the story and everything else as well. So it talks about the, the the social credit score system and the thought police and you know it's very George Orwell, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, all this sort of stuff. It's very full on into that sort of thing. Um, but the the end of the story is, is really good. I'm not going to spoil it, of course. But yeah, do go and click on it, folks. It'll be in the link, and I'll put it in the show notes as well because I want people to check it out. But uh, I just thought it was quite fitting uh, that you mentioned those those two books and when we were talking about the kind of world we're in now, Ethan, um, you know, it's, uh, it really is where it is a dystopic society that's been, you know, slowly created around us and, you know, they want to now reset everything, do the great reset, push the button and kick off a, a brand new way of doing things, not resetting it back to the way it was. People sort of, it's a bit of a misnomer that people think, oh, the great reset. Oh, good. They're going to go back to the way it was. No, no, no. That's not what it means. It means they're going to push the reset button, wipe the slate clean and usher in a new way of doing things, their way of doing things, a very dystopic way of doing things. Uh, so I just thought I it was agree. important to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree, mate. Cool. Well, I don't have anything else to add for this one, boys. Uh, I'm happy to, to, to wrap it up there. Unless, uh, Andy, you've got uh, anything else you'd like to add for this show? No, um, I think we've pretty much covered the uh, the week just gone by pretty well, General. Yeah, yeah, cool. but um, yeah, watch this space with the US election, but I don't think that's going to be uh, resolved any time this year anyway. Mm. Hey, and, and watch this space for um, some upcoming shows with some of these guests that you hopefully teed up um, after oh, attending yeah. the conference too. So thanks for doing that. It'd be good to get some, yeah, uh, yeah, some yeah, more the, like-minded uh, folks on for yes. a chat. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, probably um, it's probably something for the mainstream channel and something uh, a couple for the uh, Patreon as well. So. Beautiful. Yours. Yeah. All right, so, Ethan. Uh, yeah. You, you got anything else you want to add for this one? Did you want to go over any other uh, articles or point people in any directions that, and or let them know uh, anything else they should read um, for some light reading before they head to bed tonight? Uh, no, General. Um, I think I think we've covered it all. Just as always, make sure to you know head over to the websites, tottnews.com, realnewsaustralia.com. Um, we're still putting out content, um, and you know we'll just have to see where things go. It's almost it's almost like it's a calm before a storm of some type, you know. And those are always the uh, the worst kind of of periods because you don't really know one hundred percent what's coming. But uh, as we're discussing, there's a lot of things that seem to be in the pipeworks, uh, but we just have to be prepared for everything. So as always, we'll have that on the website and, you know, we'll be uh, try to be as, as legitimate of a news source as, as we can be in a world of deception. So, mm. Mate, I reckon... We can do that. I reckon this... I don't think this is the calm before the storm. I have, have you ever heard when they talk about the cyclone, when you're in the eye of the cyclone, it's like it's all peaceful and there's not much happening and it's... But you've just gone through a whole hell to get to that, and then when you come out the other side, you've got another whole hell of 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 more to mm. get out of the cyclone. That's where we are right now. I think we've, I mean, this whole the last twelve months have been just hell. It's been an absolute cyclone of uh, of of shit happening around the world, and now we're sort of sitting the eye of the cyclone have just moved over us, and now we're in that little bit of a 
slap, possible slap type of, you know, a bit of a calm period. Uh, and it's not going to last long before it really turns to shit again. <laughs> That's the way I yeah, sort of see it, you sure. know? <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, folks, how, how can they sign up to um, to be a member of TOTT News? What's, what's the, is they just go straight to your website and go to members or something? Uh, yep. like, what can they do? How do they do that? Yes, so if you head to tottnews.com forward slash register, um, that's where you can sign up. And, and if you just go on the website, you can see on every article, there's a join our like-minded community um, photo at the end of each article. And there's like photos on the website on the side banner and stuff that say join our like-minded community. So you can head to those pages um, and everything's on there for, for everyone to take a look at you know what they can get and and things like that so yeah, awesome because yeah that's the best place yeah and if folks don't realize um obviously i thought we probably haven't really mentioned it too much this season so far but um you know ethan you do this pretty much full time now man this is your bread and butter you've you're putting out heaps of content and of course you have specifically you know member only podcasts member only articles member only videos i do i believe as well is that right yeah. Yep. yep. So and yeah. So if you guys want to take part in that, there's so much good stuff there, and like he, he literally, there literally is a like-minded community of of folks out there who, you know, if you're wondering where everyone is that talks about this stuff and and gets into it, this is where they are. You know what I mean? So make sure you head over there and join up. Um, yeah. And, and get amongst it. Yep. Get amongst it on on TOTT News. He's got some good shit there, guys. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah. If anyone is interested, you know, we just launched another full member podcast series, the No Dig Garden Challenge. Um, you know, uh, the the free radicals um, from down in Warwick, um, self sustainability experts are, are chiming in to teach full members how to grow gardens and everything like that. So episode that's, two is going to be launched soon. That's so um, good. Just as a way that, and then we've got the membership forum, so everyone can jump in there and have a chat. Um, and discuss, you know, bounce ideas off of each other each episode and, and you know, see what's the best way, what can we do in this season, what can we grow and, and just sort of build that sort of sustainable um, network behind the scenes, you know, just sort of build that um, TOTT guard idea of, of just having a like-minded community that sort of look out for each other. So yep. if anyone is interested in that, you know, above the uh, news content and everything like that and they do want to become a part of of people that are trying to to build for the future um you know andy's there yourself general you're there on the podcast so you know we're all there it's it's a fantastic thing and now with the addition of the patreon page as well um it's 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 awesome i love it oh awesome man that's great um and yeah because i mean folks this is this is kind of the key to to how we get around or get away from this coming system is to literally unite together, build our own smaller communities and do it ourselves. Get away from, it's like picture, you know, we're on this, this train and this single track heading for a collision. And the only way to get away from it is to jump on that little side train. that has got another uh, track leading in a, in a curve off the other direction to safety. You know, that's where we need to be. That's where we're going to go. We're going to get off that track of the, it's of doom and get away from it. Uh, and you know it's only a small train with a few few people on there, but um, that's the one you want to be on, folks. <laughs> yeah. So head over there I and said it better. Jump on that one, yeah, because that's that's the only way to do it is to do it ourselves. No one's going to come in and rescue us. Um, no one's no one's going to elect a, a magical president in the U.S. that's going to save us all from tyranny. Um, that's just not going to happen. We've got to do it ourselves. So exactly, and it yeah. goes back to what we we're talking about at the start. 
general. You know how Andy was at the um, the shift. Um, you know my website and my community. It's just nice to have a, a network of of connected people that you can be with for for whatever comes. Yep. Um, so whether it's the shift, my website. You know, if you have a group of friends that listen to the podcast, if you want to go and meet up and connect with local community, you know, that are holding events, just get out there and be active. You know what I mean? Get a, yeah. Be a part of it. Don't just consume the news. Try to influence and change the world. Be the change you want to be in the world. Yeah, so. sometimes you just got to put yourselves out there, hey, boys, because, you know, that's how you attract those other people, the, the right kind of people you want to be around. You might... You might the ones you put off are the ones you don't want with your life anyway so you want to attract those other people and you got to put yourself out there to do it so um what a good good note to end it on anyway boys thank you so much for for jumping on uh, another show it was really good we needed to get this one done um i'll have this up shortly and yeah uh i bid you boys uh, adieu and a good night we'll talk again soon thanks everyone thanks general Right.